Hello and welcome back to Know Better with Amanda. It is April 17th. It has been an eternity since I last recorded an episode. And that level of procrastination slash avoidance, more so avoidance, is a perfect metaphor or example for what I want to chat about a little bit today, which is avoidance and procrastination, especially of the things that either we enjoy doing or we know, I know, are important to do. Um, It's Sunday, and people say on Sundays that it's hard to do work, etc. So true. I have felt like I have been in a Sunday for the past month and it's weird because in general I am happy with the relationships in my life but I'm not doing that well emotionally with myself and in college I found that it's really for me kind of easy to avoid that Um, because it's easy to be busy in other ways, so I don't have to think about how I can improve my emotional well-being. And I see that it's a pattern that I don't address the emotional well-being until something else sort of goes to shit, which in this case, and in the case of last year, was um, completely freezing and doing my schoolwork. And I know that it is really important to take advantage and be grateful for the opportunity to go to college. And I am grateful and I still do not feel like I'm taking advantage of the opportunity. So there's some shame there, but I get into the, I think people have like their responses to emotional distress and for me it's very much freezing um fight flight freeze um it's spring and I'm looking outside and I remember looking outside a month ago when it was much colder than it is right now and thinking when it's warmer Maybe there'll be a little more pep in my step. Wrong. It is better, undoubtedly, to have nicer weather, but my boundaries in helping myself achieve peace have not improved. If anything, perhaps worsened because of the nice weather, so trying to take advantage of that time, but really it's just another way to avoid doing work both for school and on myself so instead I sit in the outdoors in the sunshine and laugh with my friends which is great and I do truly enjoy that but it's a band-aid um (laughs) I also sleep a lot I think I've talked about how much I love napping and the thing is I nap even when I'm doing well emotionally but I definitely nap a lot 
a lot more when I'm not doing so well. I'm currently watching through my window a student take down his hammock. That's cool. Maybe I should get a hammock. Maybe that is what will solve everything. A hammock. Buying something. Totally. It's probably the only thing that will fix this. Okay, just kidding. Back on track. Uh, I'm hesitant to say that I feel depressed because for so long I associated the term depressed with wanting to die. And that could sound dark and heavy, but it's just the truth. But as I've gotten older and have gotten treatment and blurp blurp, I can't speak (laughs) or I just don't know what I'm about to say. More so that. As I've gotten older and experienced depression and since I've gotten treatment, I've understood my depression in a totally different, less catastrophic way. I tell myself this false thing that I'm not depressed because I don't want to die. But that is an extremely, extremely, I don't know if I should say high bar or low bar for having depression. Like, I'm a functioning depressed person right now. Ugh, I've done so many years of work on myself and still it is horrifying to say that I'm depressed, which is kind of silly. Um, I think I'm much more comfortable putting out podcasts, work, writing, talking about my mental health issues in the past tense. Like, look what I overcame, hero's journey. Instead of being like, I'm in the muck of it. And I am in the muck of it. Oh my gosh, someone is hiding behind a tree outside my window. Oh, they can see me recording a podcast. Awkward. Awkward, awkward. I also think I have a complex about having good mental health because I'm a psych student. So I'm studying every week about people's brains and understanding them. I need to remind myself that you can understand a concept and still struggle with it. When someone asks me, asks, asks, when someone asks, am I saying that word correctly? Asks, asks, that sounds wrong. It sounds like ass kiss. Asks, asks, oh my God, the ADHD just, is showing itself anywho when someone asks oh my god okay reset when someone asks me how I'm doing these days I'll say fine and I think it's pretty common and I've been there myself where it's like okay you're fine what does that mean fine means nothing but recently I've been really happy about being able to be a little bit depressed and be fine because 
a long time ago. Not a long time ago. My life hasn't been that long. I act like I'm 85. A few years ago, I couldn't be fine at the same time of being in the middle of struggle. And I am fine because I'm functioning, getting out of bed, um, putting clothes on, showering. That's a good one. And I'm also not the best, but I'm not going to, someone casually says, how are you? I'm not going to say I'm depressed. No, thank you. Not everyone needs to be invited to the session unless they want to listen to the podcast. Everyone's invited here, but not in the middle of the dining hall. I feel fine. I feel sad and I feel often apathetic and in general at the core of my being I'm not an apathetic person I care really deeply about a lot of things that sounded so vague but it's just true I'm a passionate deeply feeling person and so when I'm not doing well that part of me goes numb and I am apathetic which is hard to overcome because if you're not concerned, which is part of apathy, it's going to be hard to act on not being concerned. Not interested. I would rather sleep, which is my preferred avenue of avoidance. I don't know how many minutes ago I brought up lacking boundaries to protect my peace, but I want to go back to that. In general, I consider myself, I like to consider myself a pretty boundaried person because if I'm having a conversation, I will not shy away from expressing if something makes me uncomfortable or if I don't agree or if I'd like to be treated in a different way. But the boundaries are not there when it comes to my structure and routine right now. And they were much more there at the beginning of the semester and have slowly fizzled away. And in addition to not being boundaried about my routine, which is one of the most important things for me to maintain good mental health, is that I'm not being boundaried about, and this is about to sound very guru whatever. I'm not being boundaried about the energy that I let into my life. And by that, I mean, I am allowing myself to be engaged and be invested in other people's problems and shit. And it's taking a toll on me. And there are ways that I could improve upon not feeling so overwhelmed about other people's problems but it gets hard because I want to maintain empathy so if someone comes to me with a huge difficult problem usually 
emotional or relationship wise I need to start not engaging but how do you do that how do you just be like I can't hear about this really hard thing going on in your life right now do I just say because it's hard for me to hear about your hard thing that sounds kind of like it could be interpreted as selfish I will say though that selfish gets a bad rep is it rap rep bad rep rap bad rep rap bad rep because being selfish could be a good thing could mean that you're prioritizing yourself taking care of yourself I think that the word selfish gets conflated with the word inconsiderate and to me inconsiderate is acting without regard for other people in moments where you actually can and should be acting with regard for other people whereas selfishness I'm at a place where I need to be taking care of myself and cannot be taking on other people's stuff, especially people who are not my closest people. And it's not about being mean. It's about taking care of myself. I was just talking about with my mom and my dad about how it's easier these days and I think in general for me to do helpful, productive things for other people than it is for me to do helpful, productive things for myself like doing my damn schoolwork and prioritizing my responsibilities. I'm like, how can I help with this person's responsibilities? How can I make that easier? That's much more comfortable to me. I think I would make a killer personal assistant. I need to be my own personal assistant and do the damn things that I don't want to do. Okay. I've spent the past 15-ish minutes talking about kind of upsetting hard things. I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about things for which I'm grateful and maybe I'll throw in a funny story. Not sure what that will be yet, but we'll see where it takes, where it, where I take myself. Things I'm grateful for. I am extremely grateful for the fact that I have never in my life felt more seen, loved, and appreciated by my friends than I do now. That is something I cannot take for granted because it is something that is invaluable and I am very lucky. So there's that. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for 
people who randomly express their gratitude because it promotes feelings of gratitude on my part as well. So, for example, hadn't talked to my friend Jess in a couple of weeks for no reason other than that we go to different schools and I'm pulling up the text. I, I woke up to a message. 12.40 p.m. What I really admire about you is your kindness, even in small moments. She so didn't need to message me that. And she took the 10 seconds that it took to send it and made my day. That is something I'm grateful for. What else am I grateful for? I'm looking at my stuffed animals. I love stuffed animals a lot. Eternally grateful for those soft, beautiful creatures. When I was younger, fun, fun tangent, I used to um, feel really bad if I didn't sleep with every single one of my stuffed animals. So I'd go to sleep with one stuffed animal and then I'm trying to go to sleep, trying to go to sleep, not working because I'm looking at this pile of stuffed animals in my room and I have a feeling that some of them feel left out. So I go and get the rest of the stuffed animals one at a time, try to go back to sleep and then 30 minutes later, they're all stacked on top of me. And I still need, like, I really try to take good care of my stuffed animals to this day. Like, when I make my bed in the morning, I have a very um, specific routine. Did you hear me swallow on the, like, I just swallowed my saliva as one does? But I'm wondering if the microphone picked it up, and I'm really sorry if it did. Anyways, I have a really specific routine in which I prepare my stuffed animals for the day. So I put my dog stuffed animal next to my dog pillow so that they can keep each other company. And then I have two more stuffed animals at school. I have a green bunny and a corduroy bear, and they have to be propped up in a certain way. I'm acting like this is like, <laughs> I'm acting like this is a cute thing when really it's probably a, an OCD tendency. Anyways, I put Katie, the green stuffed animal's arm over corduroy bear and have to have them adjusted. I just, I place value in inanimate objects because in my brain, Every stuffed animal has their own life, and when I close my door, I wouldn't be surprised if the plot of Toy Story takes place. I wouldn't. Oh, and then I have one more stuffed animal, which is a little penguin squishy situation, and then Katie's arm also goes over that one. So if you can't tell, I'm grateful for those. I'm grateful for sugary beverages. They make my life easier and more enjoyable to live. I recently saw a tweet, which was actually a screenshot of a TikTok, and it says, 
One thing about me is I will always grab a fun drink. I'm a huge drink girly. There are not many bad days that can't be fixed with a fun drink. I love all types of drinks. Trying new drinks is my favorite hobby. Amen. I typically have at home four drinks surrounded me right right i am surrounded by four drinks at school not as much but i would say i average two sugary drinks a day and per week i have around maybe nearly 10 sometimes less or fewer sometimes fewer root beer floats a week because in the dining hall there's root beer on tap and root beer is a spectacular soda it's kind of pointless because it doesn't offer caffeine but I'm already a shaky person so I don't need caffeine but it's really just straight sugar and then I go to the ice cream bar and I scoop in some ice cream and you would think because in the past I used to put the ice cream in the cup first because like when you're making yourself an iced beverage you put the ice in first and then the beverage to prevent sploshage splosh splosh sploshage (laughs) but with root beer If you put the ice cream in first, you're getting all fizz in the root beer. So you got to do it afterward to maximize your sugar intake. So love drinks. Thankful for those. I am thankful for my sister. Every single day, I'm thankful to have a sister. I do not want to nor can I imagine my life without such a supportive wonderful smart silly compassionate person like my sister Natalie in my life I called her earlier today and I know I said I've been going through this depressive month but I haven't really vocalized it to anyone except for in my own brain which is not vocal anyways I called Natalie to tell her and she picked up we chatted and then maybe 45 seconds later she texted me so sorry you haven't been having good days I'm here if there's anything I can do to support I'm also close so I can drive down to see you tomorrow or next weekend if that would be helpful don't have work tomorrow my sister lives in Boston and it's actually not that convenient to come over here to Connecticut but I know that the text is 100% authentic in its offer and that makes me feel really loved and really lucky so shout out to my parents for giving me a sister a random thought i had the other day is instead of shout out honorable mention 
I'm going to start saying honorable mention to be prestigious and annoying. Honorable mention to my parents for giving me a sister. Great work. You did good. I am grateful for audiobooks, podcasts. I listen to them at no end because those guys really help you not think because you're listening to someone else's thoughts. Love them. I am grateful for clean laundry. That's a reset. I love clean laundry. You can sweat and have a horrible day in a certain shirt, do your laundry, and then that day never happened. It did. But the remnants are untraceable. I love you, clean laundry. I am grateful. I'm just looking around my room, if I'm being honest. To my right is the sugary drink. There's a photo of my sister. In front of me is my laundry basket. I'm being lazy, but these are all things that I am extremely grateful for. Okay, I'm done with the gratitude. There are a lot of other things. Funny story time. This weekend, I went to a party in my pajamas because I was planning on going to sleep. And then I went to a friend's room, and then suddenly I was blocks away at a party. Because I'm easily, I don't know about easily, I can be motivated to go out, despite it being rare. And while I was at a party, I started chatting with a person. And it is a person whom I matched with on Tinder. I don't currently have Tinder. But it is a person that I matched with on Tinder and tried to meet up with a few times a while back. And they were chatting with me and they said, oh, and what's your name? And I said, Amanda, and you know that because we matched on Tinder and we tried to meet up a few times. And they said, oh, I was going to pretend like that didn't happen. I thought that was funny. What is the point in pretending that it didn't happen if the reason that we're chatting with each other in that moment is because there was a former point of connection. I'm not saying that every time you see someone on campus who you've matched with, it makes sense to go up to and chat with, but if you've made many attempts to see a person, then it sort of makes sense to act like you know their name, right? It was funny, and no shame to this person, not at all. I get it, I think I've been there in the past, but more recently, just address the elephant in the room. Next stupid funny story has a lesson built into it. This story is about how this morning, my friend and I, went to the bookstore in town to get breakfast and when we got there it was closed and prospective parents and a prospective student were outside of the bookstore 
and I told them that it was closed because it was and mom got very frustrated about the fact that they didn't have a note in the window saying that it was closed and I've been there I've been like okay put a note in the window and it's closed to be clear because of Easter I asked them if they were Jewish they are so we don't anticipate these closures even though they come every single year anyways I was just thinking how having being upset about there not being a note is so unhelpful it's still going to be closed if a note's there they're not going to open so pick and choose your battles about what to be upset about oh i also from that story have an example of how i could have probably stronger boundaries i ended up talking to this family for like 15 minutes about my experience at school in a mostly positive light and then the mom asked me for my phone number and that's an example of where i could have held a boundary and said you know I have no idea who you are. We just bonded over the fact that bonded isn't the right word, but we just met because the bookstore isn't open. But instead, when she pulled out her pen and paper, (laughs) I gave her my phone number. I probably didn't need to do that because I don't want to further engage with the prospective student family. (laughs) And see, even in this moment, I'm like, this could be interpreted as really mean but that's just kind of a simple boundary if I wanted to answer a bunch of questions about school more than I did for 15 minutes I would become a tour guide props to the tour guides you do great things for this world and I do not want to remain in contact with this random bookstore family okay I made it to the 30 minute mark of the podcast hope to have longer episodes in the future i do not know when that will be i hope that people have a happy or mediocre or okay or fine sunday or whenever you're listening to this and hopefully i'll be back sometime soon the moral of the story (laughs) is that we're doing the best we can and we can do better and know better Yay! Okay, bye.